Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard, and this is part two of planning your summer. And if you listened to us last week, we talked about uh, which came first, so our version of chicken or the egg. So do you decide on your program or do you hire your staff? So if you haven't listened to that episode, that's okay. Um, You can listen to this one and go back to listen to that one. Um, But I do strongly encourage you with this one to go get a piece of paper and a pencil because there's a pretty good chance we're going to throw things at you that you hadn't thought about related to your summer stuff or you're going hey there's a whole episode on that or all of that kind of stuff right Carrie I mean hopefully we generally (laughs) are pretty action-packed uh when we talk about marketing and enrollment processes because we know that if you're not good at that then you can't keep your job and you can't keep your center so we get a little passionate about the importance of selling your program and getting people enrolled. So, okay. So if you're listening to this right now, you have less than two months until summer camp starts. Now, generally I am doing this speech, this spiel, this whole two part series workshop in in January. Yeah. But let's be honest, we didn't know what was going to happen, right? We had no idea if there was going to be another summer like 2020. So um, there are some programs that literally have been able to take their 2020 plans, Carrie, right? And just dust them off. Yep. They just rolled them back up and here we go, you know, because they had families who were enrolling in January and February of 2020 and then they didn't get to come to that very exciting program because the program could not happen as envisioned last January. But right. so 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 we're starting a little late. So yeah. um two things to two things to keep in mind. Even if you don't have your staff hired yet for summer camp, uh, you really, really need to be getting the marketing out. So you basically have about three days to finish your program plan. <laughs> um, and then you need to get some creative juices flowing and come up with some some really awesome descriptions of how you're going to make your summer happen. Because on so, Monday, you need to start the marketing for this if you haven't already. Monday. Yeah, so- it's Thursday, <laughs> Monday. So, you know, do the math there, right? That gives you about three and a half days. So um, with that, I think one thing that, you you know, if you haven't sat down with new minimum standards and, you know, CDC guidelines, you know, your county health regs, all those things, uh, you probably need to do that. And if you need to pick up the phone and have a conversation with Carrie, so you're really clear on, on some of the changes. But uh, with that, let's just keep in mind that you're going to have to sell one thing that we've never had to sell before, which is safety. I mean, presumably people have been selling that for the past year. Well, okay. But in a different way. Safety (laughs) and we're doing summer camp is a very different monkey. It's a very well, different Well, and monkey. you're talking about a year where families, you know, might be um, assuming that perhaps their kids have had a little uh, maybe academic lows. Um, so beware uh, not to fall into the trap of trying to basically say anything that sounds like you're going to get that kid up to grade level. Yeah, don't do that. If you want to have a tutoring program, if you want to have a tutoring program, that's different than what we're talking about here. If you're going to have a... Um, grade recovery program, which I think is a great marketing activity. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about grade recovery here. We are talking about fun, 
interactive. The kids are getting to do stuff and go and be in a way that they haven't for a while. Away from Zoom, away from hours and hours and hours of online. I think, you know, we were talking about, I really am going to squirrel, but you know how we were just talking about that whole two hours of screen time thing? Um, I'm kind of thinking that perhaps maybe, you know, school districts should be required to explore that requirement. Uh, anyway. I mean, I okay. think so. I mean, but again, we're not just talking about the school agers. We're also talking about preschoolers because there's been so many families that kept their preschoolers at home this year. And, we're and they trying... were entertained and, 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 you know, and I mean, PBS is the world's best and first online, you know, virtual learning platform. And I loved it. And so, you know, we are not necessarily going to sit here and preach to you about, you know, one hour a day. So that's, that's not what we're here. Anyway, let's get back on topic. Cause again, we can squirrel. Um, so but, we want know. to talk to you. That's that, but those are the things we have to think about when we're developing our marketing plan is these parents who have been at home with their kids, whether preschool or school age, for more time than they ever signed up for. These guys were not the Ingalls family, the Wilder family, the Laura Ingalls, the Ingalls family, who took off and, you know, were homesteading in the wilds of the Western United States of, you know, Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> they were not that. They were not anticipating spending 24 hours a day, seven days a week with their kids. But they're now bonded in a different way than they ever have been before. So you're trying to get them to let go of those kids who they were really bonded to. Now, they're also kind of done with them and want a break. But <laughs> they're... There is a different marketing message that's going to be needed in 2021 than was needed in 2019 or than will be needed next year. We've got to acknowledge that. Absolutely. And the other thing you need to really think about is that there are going to be, because Carrie just brought it up, two different angles, right? So there is the angle of the frazzled parent on the front of your brochure at the top of your email with something that says something like, you know, specifically marketing to the parent, right? Do you need some peace? <laughs> you know, do you need to recharge? Are and you tired of being be your child's playmate? <laughs> Exactly. Again, we can come up with all day to come up with slogans and ways to help you. But so there is definitely that angle. And so if you are taking that angle, that marketing piece is definitely written and driven at the frazzled parent or the overdone parent or, or however you want to phrase that in a way that still sounds positive, but we all know what you mean. And then there is the marketing piece that really is marketed more to the kid about the, are you tired of your parent? Are you tired of being at home? Um, are you looking for real kids? You know, um, well, you, know, you want a non-virtual animated, you know, but then there's, to... but then there's the third angle, which is the, I know that you've kept your kids home to keep them safe and that you're really connected to them. Don't you want them to have this positive experience to get ready for the fall when they're going to be back in school full time. So a third marketing angle is basically let's ease your kids back into socialization by having them hang out with 25 other kids as opposed to the 500 in their elementary school. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Great point. And again, these are things that are going to be one-off for this year. Yep. It is one-off for this year, but a lot of the principles that we have discussed uh, during season one related to marketing um, is absolutely relevant. So if you did not listen to the the, the test episode, which is all about t-shirts, um, right now, put that on your to-do list. As soon as you're done with this podcast, go listen to the test episode. It is like the fourth or fifth episode we uploaded. Um, and it says test and it talks about t-shirts because you need to listen to that because that I'm not going to get into it here because that was like a 25 minute rant. <laughs> so, um, but it's a really good, and it is still very relevant because now more than ever, I think we're going to see in the next two months, a lot of kids in parks, a lot of kids getting outside, a lot of kids, especially because this weather in Texas is um, not too hot yet. And, you know, I mean, a whole new definition of cabin fever. And so people are going to start being outside, I think, even more. And you're going to start to see other people when you're outside. So having those kids wear your program's t-shirt and telling people about how excited they are about their awesome summer is really, really cool. So... Carrie, when you start thinking about some of your basic summer camp marketing or summer program marketing, what immediately pops into your head? Um, I mean, in a typical year, it's marketing to your existing clientele and telling them about what's available for the summer for them, their kids, and their kids' friends and cousins. That's always where I start. Um, But I'm guessing you had something else in mind. What were you thinking? So really what I'm, I'm, (laughs) what I'm thinking are some things that are really not things that we've ever done before. So, um, yes, we've used social media and stuff like that. Um, but if you've got some staff that are going to be doing some cool things at camp, um, having them do reels for Instagram, some TikToks, if your program's that direction. Um, if you have kids that want to do testimonials and parents are okay with that, again, never use the kid's last name, maybe not even a first name, just, you know, a 2019 student kind of thing. Um, you absolutely can do that. So here's an opportunity to uh, generate fun by creating some fun videos. Um, your staff, if you've got, um, somebody on staff, even if they're not going to be your summer program staff, but you have that, uh, comedian ham improver, you know, most staffs have at least one, (laughs) the person who loves the camera, they're all into the selfies, um, really talk to that person about how could you reach, um, a demographic that perhaps you've not reached before, because a couple of things have happened again over the course of this last year is the parents have consumed more and more of their information through technology. And so we have to meet them where they're at. And if you are a program director who is perhaps in your 40s or 50s, you may not be aware of all the things that are happening for uh, those 20-somethings. And those 20-somethings right now are the age of your parents. So... We can't forget that they consume information a little differently than we do or a lot differently than we do. And even if you're even if you're in your mid 20s, um, you may not be a social media maven, (laughs) you know, Um, I do not produce on TikTok. Um, Not that I'm in my 20s, but um, and neither of my 20 something children produce content on TikTok 
but they do consume content on TikTok. So even if you've got, you know, I, I think even our 20 something directors may be in that situation where um, they know that TikTok is a thing. They're fully aware that TikTok is a thing, but they're not the ones creating it and they don't really understand how it can be used for marketing or for business purposes. Almost all of the content I consume on TikTok is business or travel. Um, but I know most people, it's much more uh, dance videos and social influencers. So I'm weird. <laughs> um, well, so, but, but that's, you know, I remember, I don't know if you remember when Instagram, we all thought was nothing but foodies. So, yep. and that Pinterest was only for the people who were redoing their house. So, yeah. <laughs> There are the early adopters and then what we kind of associated with those with those platforms. Um, you know, I can date myself with MySpace and go, you know, that was nothing but bands. <laughs> so, um, so we have to be aware. And again, because TikTok has influencers and they have funny things and fun things. I mean, maybe it's what you're doing is nothing more than your staff doing TikTok dances, talking about how they're going to do TikTok dances at camp. I mean, I don't know. This is... Um, it's definitely a totally new ball game. Um, and again, some of the things we talk about this year and that we try this year for summer uh, marketing uh, may stick. Um, some of it and stick around for future years. Others, it may just be this year. So, you know, definitely think about, again, our traditional marketing of being able to go into schools or youth programs, collaborate. Um, a lot of those things have gone away. So, um, what Carrie talked about is definitely marketing to your existing parents, former parents, friends of parents. Yeah, um, I mean, definitely... you've got a mailing list. Even if you don't realize you have a mailing list, presumably you have the email and street address of every child who has been at your center for the past three years because licensing requires you to have it. So <laughs> that's a mailing list. Um, I guess they don't, licensing doesn't require you to have the email, but come on, it's the 2020s. We have I their mean, email. If you don't, well, and so let's talk this through. If you don't, how can you make that work, right? So delegate, go find some staff to help you input that. Um, if you don't already have a Facebook group or some sort of platform in your, um, early child care software that you can be using to communicate with parents, figure out what that is, right? So we have get out to parents, get them the newsletter, tell them what your programs are going to be, make sure you have registration forms, think about early bird pricing, multi-week pricing. All of these are things that are, are fairly consistent with most years. But remember, you're going to have a lot of people this summer that are probably just going to do a one or two week. Um, you're probably not going to get a lot of people that are going to necessarily do all summer. Yeah, I think it's gonna switch because it's the switch it used to be most of your families came all summer and you had some who would do drop-in weeks this summer I think it's going to be the opposite so you need to have you need to have that in your pricing if you absolutely yeah if you normally do monthly pricing you're gonna need to do weekly for the summer program I just I think it's inevitable and you should be prepared now <laughs> um 
And you should not expect every week to have the same number of kids. Well, and think about the pricing compared to, you know, what others in your community are doing. Don't be the cheapest. Never. Um, Also think about your pricing as far as, you know, maybe it's worth giving a a significant discount if somebody comes the whole month of June or the whole month of July or... um, because again, from staffing, that makes it a lot easier. Um, so much easier. Multi-week, that's one week each month. Yeah, that's discount worthy. But from a staffing standpoint, that's a disaster. Uh, sig- <laughs> yeah, but but it's but it's significantly worth a significant discount. Like almost a buy three get one free. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, part um, of me feels like early birds should be buy two weeks get four. F- <laughs> um. You know, a BOGO, basically. <laughs> you buy oh, two absolutely. weeks of June. I mean, it, it, if they're going to register in April, if they pay for two, the first two weeks of June, they get the whole month of June. But but that means that they've got to do that by, you know, April 22nd. I mean, you don't give them till May. No. Um, and you and... You um, give them a week. pricing. Give them a week. Yeah, give them a week. And then I think standard pricing really only goes through Memorial Day. You know, that when school comes out... Then it's not, (laughs) it isn't even standard pricing. It's summer pricing, okay? Give yourself, you know, encourage people to sign up. And then the other thing that's worked really, really well with social media, especially over the last two years, is being really transparent on how many spots are open. And when you figure that out, you always figure that out based on um, your uh, ratios. So even if you could open to 50 kids because of your licensing space, um, think about how much it is per staff person yeah 50 kids doesn't make 50 kids is not good math because that's three staff members where you could have 45 and it's two staff members so why would you do 50 that's stupid do the math but but it's because but it's because the space says you can have that many right Right. i'm just saying that's i'm just saying do the math guys um, and, and if you don't know how to do that, call Carrie. She'll help you walk with the math and we can make that work. So, okay. So we've talked about, we've brainstormed real quick, right? So we've brainstormed some marketing philosophies. We've told you to go back and listen to a couple of other podcasts. Uh, we've talked about early bird, on time, and then summer rates. But Carrie, how do we get them actually signed up? So we have the enrollment component. What are some secrets there to, to, to get them from I'm interested to signing on the dotted line? I mean, part of it is that whole tiered pricing and this price is only good for three more days. That gets people to to pull the trigger. Um, But, and when we're doing the tour, whether it's virtual or a weekend or evening tour, um, and, you know, presumably uh, July 1st, we'll be able to have uh, in-person tours again. I was like, trainings? That's not the right word. I like to do trainings. The parents don't care about trainings. Um, Is that we talk about it as if they have already made the decision. And we say, so when Jimmy is here uh, the second week of June, we're going to be doing X, Y, Z. And then he'll go on the field trip to go see Minions on opening day and da, 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 da. So we talk about it that way. And then you have to ask for the buy. You give them the paperwork (laughs) with as much filled out as you can already have filled out. And you send it to them and you say, I just need you to submit, you know, uh, add your addresses, your shot records, and sign and just send it back to me electronically. 
Um, I think <laughs> having the Adobe suite, which allows for them to be able to sign electronically, I think that's becoming much more of a need versus a luxury so that the parents can make the decision while they're still hot, while they're still excited about all the cool stuff you're going to be doing. Um, and then as soon as you get their enrollment paperwork and their um, initial check or draft, um, send them a present. Send them a present. Well, one of my favorite with that, and I think this year more than ever, is getting um, staff to send personalized postcards. Right. That can be the present. <laughs> well, yes, but... You know, you know me in t-shirts and, and, yes, and swag. I, you know, I'm all about the, the, the branded water bottle and t-shirt and, 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 and if you're doing, bags. if you're doing minions, buying their kid a minion t-shirt and then it, on the back of it, um, having uh, a vinyl thing with their name. So it's a minion t-shirt that's personalized for that kid. Nobody else is doing that. You're going to stand out. Yeah, totally, totally. So, yeah, if, you know, think about, you know, is there ways to do some of these um, giveaways or trinkets or gifts to them specific to the type of camp? So if you decided that you're doing superheroes, Spider-Man or whatever, you know, you know, Spider-Man action figures, they don't have to be the current model. You can go buy the, the older version and discount clear it's eBay. Um, but it's definitely something to think about. So, um, you know, get personal. This is the time to do that. So, you know, you're going to have more than 25 families, even if you've got 25 spots. So uh, mentally prep that your summer program is probably going to be 75 to 100 kids over the course of the summer. So we're not talking about buying 25 t-shirts. Um, we're not, you know, again, this is going to be a different type of year. So we really want you to think that through. Um, if you haven't listened to the follow up and follow through episode, if you haven't listened to the episode on virtual tours, um, we have some great resources for, for you from the last year that definitely apply just for summer as well. So, you know, when families are excited because you've told them sexy things about your program, you ask them to enroll. And if they say, oh, I'm not sure what our summer schedule is, say, I understand but if you register for at least one week now, you will get the early bird pricing. And if you wait until next week, the pricing is going to go up $5 per week or $10 per week or whatever it's going to go up so that they have a reason to make the decision, even if they're like, oh, I haven't finalized my summer schedule. I get that. But if you buy now, you get it at a discounted rate. There is a reason that that works. Absolutely. And some folks will understand that and they'll be totally excited. Um, you know, early bird is a, a great way to make the big difference between early bird and what I called the summer. I mean, I think those are almost double. I mean, you really need to encourage, give people a significant reason. $10 may not be significant enough to your parents to get them to, 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 to enroll now, but a customized minion shirt, which is the same difference in pricing might be. Yeah. It could okay, be that so everybody who enrolls at this point gets this, this freebie, this extra thing. Um, so the personalized backpack, the personalized t-shirt, um, they get an extra, you know, two hours in the, in the maker space. Um, I, I don't know what your, your extra thing is that you have in the graduated pricing, 
but you want to have something that makes them pull the trigger. Yeah. And again, those that personalization, that personal touch is definitely going to be huge. And um, what's beautiful right now, again, things change every year. So there's still the traditional um, program shirt, uh, getting them in different colors, et cetera. But because it's that thing called a cricket. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's what it's called. I don't have one, but I have um, one now. I, know, I have one now. I know pr- you have one. So I know programs that do, and this becomes just a huge benefit for them to make things personalized, not necessarily to save money, um, except they can do things in much smaller quantities and they can uh, definitely start to make things personal. So, and the Cricut now um, has something called infusible ink, which lasts longer than the, the vinyl on a t-shirt. So the infusible ink, they can personalize it in a way that will actually last. So that's really cool. That is kind of cool. So so hopefully these have um, inspired you, given you maybe some Monday morning action items. And we really want to help you be able to have the best summer uh, come out uh, of this pandemic in a way that's going to be safe for your staff, fun for your community, um, and hopefully help you as a, as a program develop some confidence that it was worth sticking around for the last year. Um, I know that we have a lot of directors that are struggling emotionally emotionally, financially, like this has just been a really draining year. Give yourself a summer for success. Set yourself up for success. Give your staff the tools for success. Give the kids in your program an opportunity to have some success because you all deserved it. It has been a really rough 13 months (laughs) to date. (sighs) Yeah. And, you know, go to the pool, go to the beach, go do some fun stuff. It's okay. You're allowed to have fun. You work in early childhood. Go do some fun stuff with these kids. Okay, so if you enjoyed this, please share it with other members of your staff who are going to be involved in the marketing for your summer program. And don't forget to hit that button on your favorite podcasting app, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcast or any of the other seven different uh, podcasting platforms that we're on, go ahead and uh, follow or subscribe depending on your platform, what it's called. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.